Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey weirdos, I want to share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just going to start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. Um, but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm bad at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. Hey listeners, Aloha from Hawaii. Thank you guys so much for giving me time and space to not release an episode yesterday, but instead release it today. This is one of the last three episodes of season one. We are launching into season two. Now that I'm completely settled, I have new direction on where I want to take this podcast and the content. However, I still have three beautiful interviews. This one featuring Dr. Nicole T is especially beautiful and incredibly relevant given the idea of burnout. So today you're going to hear from a person who is in the science and technology field who basically specializes in helping women unlock their potential, Um, especially relevant right now um, as I'm on my own mental health journey. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, Just an effort. FYI, if you are wanting to be a podcast guest, I am looking to start interviews and that is an easy thing to do. Just reach out to me at pleasedon'tkickmeout.com or pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and I will take care of it. Hope you guys are well, stay safe and all of that. Thanks. Hey weirdos, I want to share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just going to start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. Um, but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm bad at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. Hey, how's it going? Hi. 
Happy Friday to my listeners. Oh, at the time of recording, they don't know what, what day it is at this point. It's Monday for them. They're listening. Uh, to my listeners, of course, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the podcast about imposter syndrome. And the lovely voice you're hearing on the other end is coming all the way from Germany. It is Dr. Nicole Chirska. Uh, Dr. Nicole, would you like to give your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, etc.? Yeah, so I'm a scientist turned coach and now I help women in science and tech become a recognized expert in their company and really set themselves up for bigger opportunities to put it very very briefly. I love that because I feel like when I was growing up women in STEM was not and like it wasn't advocated for as much. And so women were often turned away from science and math and engineering because they were overlooked. It was hard. Or we had this Barbie in the nineties that said like math is hard. And then like, it really kind of oh my. shaped, at least <laughs> in America, it kind of shaped the way that we were choosing careers. Um, but my dad's an engineer and I know it's a very, uh, it's a very male dominated field. So it can be very hard to advocate for yourself and advocate as, you know, and, and, and be taken seriously at times. Have you found that? Um, yes. Uh, so um, I mainly work with and also the way I basically grew up in my career is in the corporate world mm -hmm. so it's not too male dominated I mean obviously you have your pockets here and there but what I have seen is um, well of course also depending on the level you're looking at but at the entry level positions and in the first years of your career uh, it's often uh, on par in terms of numbers women and men mm -hmm. But I definitely see more women than men, though it's not exclusively to them, really struggle to stand out. But I have had a few men say to me, I don't know how to make myself more visible and how mm. to be recognized. So it's not, it's not just a gender problem. Awesome. Yeah. And that's come something that I've realized um, through this podcast, because when I first started it last year, um, of course, the only people that were coming forward to be part of it, well, first I begged my friends and after the friends, you know, ran out, it became <laughs> women and then my LGBTQIA plus community, um, those mm -hmm. kinds of stories. And it wasn't really any straight males um, that came forward until midsummer when I started this in March, it was like midsummer, I started getting a lot of requests. Um, a lot of the imposter syndrome was being talked about in the pandemic and like a lot of stuff was focusing on mental health and changing and, and things you can do to better yourself and imposter syndrome became a buzzworthy topic. Mm. Um, it became a lot more prevalent. So I started getting requests from people um, that I didn't otherwise think. And so it's kind of like you, where it's like, it's not just one gender, you can experience it any way, shape or form. So I, yeah. I, I think what you're doing is awesome. Um, and of course uh, you reached out to me, which I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for. It's always such a high compliment when someone successful like yourself reaches out to me. Um, so let's just start with the first question which is, of course, do you feel like you have it all figured out? <laughs> it really depends on the day. Sometimes I can feel incredibly confident, uh, borderline cocky about myself, um, where I'm really in the zone, where I'm using my strengths, where I'm doing what I love, where I'm in the flow and where I, where I really notice I'm really making an, making an impact and um, yeah, have really those moments that that show to me what I can do and what I'm capable of. And then there are other times, uh, basically the other half of times you could say is where I'm like the opposite, where I do feel like 
wait a minute, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like, obviously I keep pushing through and I keep going and I keep, you know, figuring it out as I go, but it, it feels completely different. It feels sometimes like the ground is shaking. I feel like I can't think quick enough mm-hmm. to get all the answers mm-hmm. to the, all the questions that I have in that moment. And there's a lot of self-doubt coming with this or yeah with with those experience uh in that moment and so yeah it really depends I guess yeah I I like that answer because I've kind of uh, been I feel that as well like some days I'm like yeah like I'm awesome like this is going great like I feel like I've got you know a handle on things and my self-confidence feels really like good and again like sometimes I try to be humble but sometimes it can be borderline Mm. cocky right like because (laughs) like when you're having a really good day and you're feeling yourself and what you're what you're doing you're proud of yourself those moments are awesome and like um they're fewer for me than they could be because then the other days I'm like well shoot like all right, like what's happening a year from now, five years from now? Am I, am I good where I'm at? Like, you know, mm. what, what, like, what could I be doing better? So I think if we're not trying to change and obtain, then we're not really living life because life is always um, moving that goal goalpost, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I like that analogy of like, just kind of like so, some days are easier than others. And, and um, you know, you're normal. Congratulations, because I've never, yes. ha- I've never had a single person on this podcast ever say yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I'd be like, are you in the correct zoom? Yeah, <laughs> I might need to check and make sure that like, I didn't get zoom bombed. <laughs> so imposter syndrome is something that is, you know, a, a worldwide phenomenon. It's this f- human emotion that it, it, it transcends, you know, gender, space, time, career, um, countries of origin. And it's something that I, I've just been so fascinated with over the last year of just hearing everyone from all walks of life, whether their career you know, whatever the career and whatever the, um, whatever the journey, just to hear mm. kind of how they've been able to either live with it or notice it, or even how they're working to overcome it. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. ask the question verbatim, which is, do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways? And what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Yeah. So I definitely have a lot of moments where I feel that I don't fit in. And I paid attention to when that happens in my life. And this is often the time when I feel disconnected from others. Mm -hmm. So when I haven't spoken to my friends in a while, when I've been working away at my computer and didn't have really have any meaningful connection to my, to my peers, to my colleagues. And then, um, yeah. And then I just feel like, wait a minute, Am I am I still part of something here? Are people still thinking about me, or mm-hmm. um, w- w- what am I actually doing here? And these are the moments when when I feel so disconnected from others. And I'm an introvert, yeah, so I can be by myself very easily. That's no problem. But if it goes on for too long, then a lot of other self doubt creeps in. In terms of like, is is the work that I'm doing even good enough? Um, you know, where I'm, am I going with this? Am I even making progress? Do I am I even making an impact? And so that is the main way that it shows up for me. And um, yeah, where, where I just really feel like I don't fit in. And then what I do is, first of all, I have to catch myself and notice what is going on with me. 
And then the best cure for me, I find is always to give what I lack. So if I have the feeling that uh, I haven't heard from my friends in, for, in too long, then I just have to reach out to my friends. Or if I have the feeling that I'm disconnected from my colleagues, I just make sure to pop in a few short meetings with them to make sure I speak to them and just reconnect. So instead of sitting there by myself being miserable about nobody thinking of me, so, you know, that's the story in my head in that moment, I just, um, yeah, I just take some small action to you know, build evidence to the contrary, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. And, um, I'm, I thought I was an extrovert, but then the pandemic has made me realize that I'm probably, <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I used to be so like, blah, like, and I still am, but, um, I would say I'm more introverted extrovert. My, well, my husband's a lot more introverted extrovert than me, but I, I've noticed that in the pandemic, like I'm okay being alone, just like you being more introverted that you're okay being alone. But I think the mm -hmm. pandemic has really tested that oh, yeah. because of the the lack of um, social communication and it's all virtual in a different world and you have to be wary of like where they're going and what they're doing and kind of like can I can it be trusted can we get together are they following social distancing um, those kinds of things have been kind of swirling in, in at least the USA for us it's been like you can't trust anyone um, <laughs> yeah. but and, and also my husband's currently deployed so I've been mm. alone a lot um, but what I've learned uh, in a pandemic or at least, and also in my career and all that, when I started to feel like that again, is what I, what you would do is like, okay, well, I'm feeling like they haven't reached out to me, but like, mm -hmm. have I reached out to them, mm -hmm. you know? And, yeah. and, uh, and same with meetings. It's like, okay, like I'm feeling disconnected from like, whatever the task I'm working on, like, let's get together and talk about it. Just to make sure we're still on the same page just so that I'm like not lost in translation. So I can totally relate. Um, to that a lot. But in general, I have a very um, brash and loud personality, which is like, either you love me or you hate me. Um, usually I'm met with kindness because I'm a kind person, but yeah. sometimes there's just a person that just cannot stand me. And then that doesn't feel great either. Cause then you're like, well, then everyone hates me. Like you hate me. Everyone hates me. Um, and that, so like I, when I feel that way, uh, I try to remind myself that like, I still am lovable and I still have friends mm. and it's okay that one person doesn't like me out of, you know, however many others. Um, so that's my advice for that at least. Um, but let's talk about your definition of imposter syndrome. Yeah. So I don't have my own definition as such, but, and I know it's, um, I know it's a real thing to feel like an imposter sometimes, you know, to feel mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, I'm kind of pretending I'm this person who knows this and that when inside I feel like I, I really am not. But what I what I have found for myself is when I when I ascribe labels like this to myself, I find it very limiting. So that is why I don't put, you know, it's, uh, I might say to myself, I have the feeling of, um, you know, not being good enough in this moment or I have the feeling like not knowing enough mm -hmm. or maybe even I feel like a, I feel like a fraud but it doesn't mean I am a fraud or I have a, a syndrome or something like this because we we are what we see ourselves as and words are so so powerful and the most powerful words are really the ones that we say to ourselves and that is why I've become very mindful to not label myself as something that I don't want to be, mm -hmm. kind of. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. Um, the word it's imposter and syndrome, they, they carry a lot of weight. And that's why when you say, we say imposter syndrome, people like worry that it's like a, a cloak of shame and they have to wear it. Mm. But really when it boils down to is you're standing in a room full of under other individuals, you're looking around and your own self-confidence questions whether or not you earned a seat at this table, but you're, am I allowed to sit here? Um, yeah. what, are they going to find out that I don't belong there? For instance, for me, becoming a marketing director of a branch of a fortune 500 company in San Diego, mm-hmm. I had earned that. I had worked my way up. I had earned that yeah. position and I was the authority and I was building this marketing department from the ground up. And I was really proud of what I was doing. And when I, and when I got the praise and I felt good about things, I felt great. And when I became unsure of myself and I got more disconnected from my boss or whatever project Mm. I was working on, I started to doubt myself and my abilities and my capabilities. And I started to feel like every day my boss is going to walk into my office and lay me off. And eventually he did. And it was because of the (laughs) pandemic, but, uh, and it it was the best thing, honestly, that's ever happened to me. And I, I don't think ill of it. It allowed Mm. me to change. And so I want to ask, because yeah. it seems like you've made quite a large career shift. What, what brought you to that? It was, as it has so often, a crisis um, where the company where I worked at, basically they had a merger with another company. Mm-hmm. And when this happens in these large corporations, then they need a little while to figure things out. Like what's the new structure? Where's the team going to be? Especially if you now have duplicate teams. Mm-hmm. And while the senior leaders are figuring things out, the people at the very bottom of the chain, like me, they didn't have anything to do. And because projects were stopped and so on to, you know, just to not uh, spend money, what which would have not been strategically appropriate anymore. And so that is why we basically had to, you know, just things to, tidy up and wait for new directions and unfortunately this waiting went on for so so long that I it was like in in the end it was 80 18 months in total which was very long where I had hardly anything to do and I really really like working mm-hmm. and you know feeling useful and like a valuable contributor to the team and that led for me to have a really almost a case of bore out yeah so everybody knows mm-hmm. burnout but bore out as in like being completely underwhelmed and under challenged is a tough situation as well and that is when I put the emergency break when I noticed that this like whatever I was trying in terms of like uh, asking my boss for support seeing if he could you know get get me on any other projects and so on it, it didn't work and uh, I was becoming more and more desperate and low and low in energy and so that is when I sought the help of a coach mm-hmm. and within four sessions not everything was peachy of course but I had my energy back and I started trying new strategies again I was knocking on new doors within the company I was just I just had a lot more agency again And that basically led to two things. The first one was the questions like, how did he do this? I want to be able to do that for others. Mm -hmm. And that is how I started coaching training. And the second bit was to really make a 180 career shift or transition within that same company. 
into a completely different area of the company. Speaking of feeling like you're suddenly not an expert anymore, I had a whole lot of that when I started <laughs> in that area. And um, yeah, so that, that was basically the turning point. So it really was yeah. this crisis almost. Yeah, yeah. And so what was your background? Like you were in the corporate world, but like did, did, did that didn't bring you into the world of psychology or were you already in there or um, kind of did, did you go back into schooling for the coaching or, or like... Yeah. Well, I, I'm not familiar. So yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, so I had like my, my original studies was in food chemistry, and I did my PhD in chemistry. And so I was working in the company's product innovation department, developing new consumer goods, flavors, things like this. So what was really in line with what um, my training back or my educational background was. And then for the coaching training, so I always had a bit of a kind of a little bit of a, an interest in working with people you know I was always tutoring other pupils when I was in school or I was giving chemistry seminars to mechanical engineers while I was at uni and so there was always this element but it never was like a full-time profession mm -hmm. and then when I started this coaching training so I, I continued working in my in my job and did the training on the side so it was like on weekends and uh, nights basically doing these things and all of that led to basically the situation where I am now which is where I work as a change manager which is kind of like helping parts of the organization moving through a transition Mm -hmm. Often when we bring new processes or new tools and systems to use. So there's a whole lot of things going on in a company. So it's a lot of people work that I do inside of my corporate job, which I'm doing part time. And then on the side, I have my own coaching practice, obviously, focusing on what I said in the, yeah. in the beginning, uh, women in the science and tech fields, because all of those, you know, obviously what I have learned in the coaching training, but also throughout my own career on how to make yourself visible, how to get your ideas heard, all of this is like, I feel it's wasted experience if I just keep it to myself. And so I look for opportunities to pass it on to others. Yeah. Uh, okay. First of all, I love that. And I can relate to you in so many ways, especially mm -hmm. when you're talking about, um, bored out and um, wanting yeah. to work and work on projects and stuff. And um, uh, I, I have quite a few friends that work in labs and, and work in, in science. Um, and they say like, when you don't have a project to work on, it's just, it's, it, so what's the point basically, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, you're just sitting on useless information. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I also love that you transitioned into something different within the corporation you're at now. And you're now kind of putting processes in place the way that you want them, the way that you wanted to learn them and the way that they needed to be doled out to you. If I'm, if I'm misunderstanding that, it, to me, it sounds like you're almost training it the way it needs to be trained and done correctly the first time. Um, and I love that you have found the niche that you need and have found an audience for it and that you're able to balance the two. Um, I think that this is really amazing to, to learn about. I think that you're quite incredible for what you're doing in your field. Um, and I am really glad to be talking to you about this and, and imposter syndrome as it relates to um, science, technology, engineering, and all of that. Um, and I'm also, uh, admire your strength and being able to understand that it doesn't need to define you that the only mm -hmm. way to um, 
one, the only way to combat it truly is to do something authentic to what aligns with you, which it seems like you're doing. And two, to um, be confident in the abilities you have, um, which also sounds like something that you do. Which So I think that um, my listeners can gain a lot of strength um, from, from that, especially uh, those that are in the science and technology field. Yeah, I hope so too. And just, you know, as a small reminder, this is like I, I may come across sounding very confident, but still there's like 50% of my days is where I also have to take a deep breath and know that I don't have to believe everything that I think, especially when it's, you know, not helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm kind of like setting myself short a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so hard because um, it's not even just like it's it's everyone feels like just mm. uh, I mean, I like you said, like who, who's going to be the meanest to you? It's going to be yourself yeah. always 100% of the time. And, you know, I work on it. I have a therapist who's lovely um, and I work on it with her and she's like, wow, you are so mean to yourself. Like that is <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and, and then of course I always consider the worst case scenario, you know, mm. I, it's, you know, far, you know, far be it to think that the person who started a podcast about imposter syndrome deeply has it still, and I'm better at it. I'm better at it. And I, I'm, I'm understanding it a lot more and how yeah. it relates to me. It doesn't drive my ship anymore because if it did, I wouldn't have put this podcast out. And if it did, mm. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Um, but I also have like in the last year, I actually just um, on Instagram, I made a reel, which is these more viral videos on Instagram. I made a reel of my last year to kind of talk about like, oh, you know, I got laid off last year, but this is what I did. And I put all these videos of like my husband and I like working on our house and like, like friends socially distancing with us. Um, you know, our old mm. dog who we unfortunately had to put down our new dog, which who you met before we started recording. Um, and all these videos of my husband getting ready to like deploy and like the trip, the trip, the one trip we took. And like, then it's like me and my friends, like, you know, out in the parameters we're allowed to be with the social confines. And I looked at that and I thought I did a lot more last year. I did last, I did more in one year, more isolated in one year. And that is insane to me. Like I look at that and I'm like, sometimes it's so easy to look at the, the now and say, okay, well, I don't, you know, I'm not really making it that far or whatever, but I looked at that and I thought, wow, you know, I look back up this year and I think very positively in general, it's been negative, but it's been mostly positive Mm. for me. Um, because I feel like people had to come out of this with a, with a, with a lot of positivity. And if they're not, then that's not the way you should be doing it. But looking at that video and like realizing, like, look at all the things that you've done, the people, the people you've met virtually, the communities you've made. Like I'm looking Mm. at that and I'm like, I am so blessed to have experienced this in one year, even though it felt like five years, one year. And I'm proud of myself. Like I looked at that and I was like, I'm genuinely proud of what I've achieved in this last year. Um, and, uh, so, so it's, it's kind of also like having to remind yourself that like, yeah, okay. Like you can be negative, but like, look at what you've done, like mm. take a look at what you've done and where you're coming, you're coming from, because that's, that's the biggest, you know, hindsight's always 2020. Unfortunately now that's yeah. a big pun, but, um, but, but it is the, tr- it is the truth. Um, so reminding yourself and also, you know, ha- you know, having a little bit of, humbleness and, and grace. Uh, sometimes I think my listeners have told me in, in comments and reaching out to me that, that they're so hard on themselves and they don't know what to do about it. And it's like, okay, well just give yourself grace, but talk to yourself the way you want to be talked to. Yes. 
which is hard. It's easier said than done for sure. Yes, yes. But it's a matter of practice. And I really mm -hmm. love that story about that real. And I think we should all do that more often just to find our own little a highlight, but also maybe a low light reel mm -hmm. because, you know, we have come out the other end mm -hmm. out of all of these small lows and we have grown because of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I think it's good. It's, it's really good that you said that, that we should remind ourselves of this regularly and just see you know yeah. like really making this progress visible in some way yeah ab absolutely so um let's talk about success because success mm. is so deeply ingrained in I, I hate to say it but imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome ties into just like being a human and like where are we at in life and um and same with figuring it out like and, and going through the motions of life so i love this question because i feel like everyone defines success differently what looks like success to me will look different to you and vice versa um so what does success look like to you and do you currently feel successful mm. uh so success for me or i feel successful when i see that i'm making progress and this is sometimes seen in outcomes or results. So, I mean, if we want to be super businessy about it, it's like, okay, how many clients did I have? And how many people do I have on my email list? And how, or in, you know, in my LinkedIn connections, just to really build, build my, my audience and, uh, and that community that I want to have, or in my own jobs, like, you know, did I get a raise or did I get a bonus or did I get anything of that? However, what I'm really, really, really working hard on to remind myself is to not make that the only measure of success, but to also see in terms of, you know, what have I learned? How many things have I learned? Where, where am I making progress, no matter how small it is? And to, to value that as success just as much as the big outcomes. Mm -hmm. uh, because, yeah, because otherwise, you know, you, you, you might be waiting for forever for things that are not entirely in your own hands. And just really recognizing and appreciating the own effort that we put in. And then the second bit is speaking of feeling appreciated. So obviously giving that or allowing myself to, to appreciate the work that I'm doing and really, you know, giving myself a pat on the shoulder, but, uh, or a pat on the back, should I say, uh, but also noticing when I feel appreciated by others, like somebody says thank you to me, or maybe gives me a compliment and then not to, you know, turn that down and say, yeah, yeah. So, but no, like really take it in. And so, you know, because they wouldn't say it if it wasn't genuine or, if others ask for my help or they want to work with me or, uh, you know, if others have successes where I know I contributed a tiny bit just by either listening to them or by giving them some advice or by helping them out with something. So I really, I really train myself and remind myself to pay attention to these kind of things. And that's really, a really enriching, successful feeling in the end for me. That's great. I, I like that um, because progress, oftentimes um, we focus too much on the number or the mm -hmm. material item we're trying to achieve versus what's in the rear view mirror, so to speak. 
Um, but for me as well, feeling appreciated, that is, um, that's a big thing, whether it's at my career, whether it's someone telling me that they like my podcast, whether it's someone engaging with my content somewhere on whatever platform, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, um, it's something that means a lot. It makes me feel like I'm, I'm successful. And I got my message across the way that I want intended and the way I wanted to. Um, but overall for me, how I'm counting success these days is, um, you know, I do gratitude checks quite, quite frequently. I try to Mm -hmm. practice gratitude and there's been a lot of negativity in this last year where I feel that people forget that the bigger picture of things is, are you healthy? Do you have a roof Mm -hmm. over your head? Do you have food? Do you have food in your fridge? Do you have, um, do you have a place to sleep? Do you have heat? the basic things that you need, heat, water, et cetera. And if you do, you're successful currently because you have those things you were, you, you want for nothing. It's very human and it's very um, societally di- driven that we strive for more only to keep up with the Joneses. And we are looking at other people's lawns, seeing which lawn is greener and wondering how mm-hmm. that lawn got so green. And um, something I've tried to remember and remind myself is that, um, when we compare ourselves to others, we're only looking at their highlight reel because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And we yeah. don't know if what we're striving for is actually something that we actually want. So, um, I yes. like, I like both of your approaches there. Um, and so if I were to say it currently today, um, I definitely feel successful mm-hmm. in a lot of things, a lot of ways, um, and I feel content. Of course, there's always more that I could want. Um, but for now, I feel pretty good. I think I'm, my, my dial is always going to, to drive towards just achieving more. That's just how I'm wired. Um, but how, however, I, at the moment, I feel content with what I absolutely do have. So that's how I can kind of um, qualify success mm-hmm. currently. So I feel we've addressed the elephant in the room, which is of course imposter syndrome and all of that. So we can say Sasha away um, and then Shantae, you stay. Now I like to talk about this with my guests um, in terms of things that they love and things that they might not necessarily enjoy. So I like to talk about fanaticals and unpopular opinions. Um, and so uh, fanatical things, um, currently I'm fanatical about community, virtual um, community in general, um, the feeling of inclusivity, the feeling mm-hmm. of belonging. Um, and uh, that's something that has been something I've really championed and enjoyed over the last year. Um, and so it's so crazy to me that I've joined these little circles on the internet and now have like pen pals all over the world, um, as well as this podcast has created such community for me. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's nuts to me that like, I'm, you know, one of my friends is going through a breakup right now, um, who is a podcast guest and I was able to send him a a note and we're able to connect through like me sending him a note from a celebrity that he likes. And, Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, I would have never thought in a million years, I'd be sending a man in Atlanta, like a game, a gay man that I love in Atlanta, uh, a, a cheer up from a, yeah. a, a favorite drag queen, you know, but here we are <laughs> and we talk all the time. So I'm grateful for technology. I'm apps like Marco Polo, FaceTime. I have an iPhone, so FaceTime, Zoom, which we're speaking on right now and recording on. I'm grateful for the internet. I'm just grateful for community, technology, and what it's brought us in the pandemic because I couldn't imagine going through the Spanish flu. Um, oh yes, oh, without yes. any technology. <laughs> um, so yeah, so what are you currently fanatical about? 
Yeah, so it's um, I'm a I'm a total geek when it comes to those to those you know work psychology kind of topics, uh, and I just really I hate to see people having to drag themselves the decades towards retirement, mm -hmm. and I just really really want uh, for everyone to to be able to flourish and thrive at work. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that we can contribute to that ourselves. So, you know, learning, learning uh, some skills and strategies on basically how, how to make life and work better for ourselves and more enjoyable. But then there are also the other aspects like uh, the whole leadership and organizational structural part. And so that is why I really, really love that I get so because uh, you said that you are appreciative of so, so many opportunities that you have to connect with, with people. And for me, it also was in the past months, I'm so appreciative of all the opportunities that I have in the company where I work, through my own coaching practice, when I'm invited to run workshops or trainings in other companies, uh, that I have all of those opportunities, or even through volunteering, to help people um, learn those skills and just solve like one little problem at a time and get a little bit more uh, optimistic and hopeful and a bit more thriving one bit at a time and uh, yeah so I, I'm just really appreciative because and also on the selfish note because I get to do what I love so I mean uh, it's just a win-win-win in all directions. Yeah that's great I think uh, if you love what you do you never work a day in your life so they say yeah. uh, which I love that saying um, and in terms of in popular opinions um, I was reading ahead and I, I like yours and I think it's topical to what this podcast is about. So I will let you take that floor. Yeah. So that is, I mean, I already explained it earlier how I don't like uh, the, the label imposter syndrome or lack of confidence. I mean, it gives people a language to express how they feel. Uh, however, I have butted heads with other coaches who um, make that, you know, and everybody, everybody has a valuable view and opinion and perspective. It's just that one that I don't share with a few other coaches. So I found out in recent times and conversations, um, I just don't, I don't, I don't pay much attention to, to those words and to those uh, labels when I start working with my clients so typically when they when we have our first conversation uh, that is what they say I just lack the confidence to speak up in meetings I just feel like an imposter or that you know I people invited me by mistake or all of these kind of things and then obviously we could go there and dig deep there but then where are you in the exact same place and uh, and uh, I am much more, you know, so you and I are in the room, we can do something, we can make something for the better here. And while there are very, very real uh, limitations and inequality going on too much, and this needs to be addressed on a systemic and organizational level, I like to always focus on, you know, what are the, what are, without invalidating the experience, but then look into the direction where you want to go to. 
and find those things that are already working for you. Like you said earlier, like what, what are the challenges that I have overcome? What have I already learned? What do I already know? What, what am I, what do I have in my life that I can really appreciate? And then from this place of abundance, you are much more curious. You feel much more empowered. You feel much more brave and courageous to just do even if it's tiny steps, but then you start building more and more evidence of what you're capable of instead of, you know, circling and circling and circling around that. Yeah, but why, are, why aren't you feeling confident and what contributes to your lack of confidence? So I just like, like to take that in a, in a different direction real quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I, I, I agree. Um, something that I guess uh, my unpopular opinion right now something that's been kind of uh, digging at me is that um, just like people use the words imposter syndrome and lack of confidence as a means to verify their feelings, mm-hmm. um, they we are also allowing the pandemic to be a reason to be a jerk and to be, and to be, mm. and to, and to like, we're, we're saying we're giving everyone a pass. The, yeah. It's been a year and that is no longer <laughs> acceptable. I'm sorry. I, that's where I'm at. It's like, you know, it, that was an excuse up until now. Now it's been a year, like it's been a year. Yeah. And if this excuse is still, well, it's a pandemic and therefore things are hard. Yes, they're hard, but what have you done in the last year to fix it? And so um, I am agreeing with you that it's like, if we want to sit there and we, you, you can, I, I run into this a lot with in people that um, have like unresolved trauma and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, where they can be, tend to be somewhat negative. It's like, okay, well, if that's the narrative that you're, that's, if that's the narrative you're telling yourself, then, then the room that you're in, that they invited you into, you've already shot yourself in the foot and you're not getting an invite back because your confidence is so low that they're going to be like, well, we saw on paper, you earned where you're supposed to be, but you're not, you're not projecting what we thought it was going to be like. And therefore like maybe the invites rescinded. Um, because you're, you're only going to, it's like a vision board. You manifest what you want and you're going to get it back. So if you're, you know, trying to manifest like the good people and the confidence and projecting all of that, and you don't have it, um, it's just going to look inauthentic. Or if you come out, come out nervous as heck, and like, everyone's going to find out that I'm doing it wrong. And and then you can't put that aside for two seconds, then yeah, like that opportunity might not have been a good fit then. And then you're just going to feel worse. So um, I agree with you that you have to like, it's just, you can't let the words drive the vehicle. You have to let, let them be in the back seat and mm. they can have somewhat of a peanut gallery notion where they can tell you that some things, but you have the ability, you're in the driver's seat. You have the mm-hmm. ability to decide where that car is going. Yeah, absolutely. So what is currently making you happy in the world? Yeah, things like what you said, that uh, despite everything that was going on, uh, you managed to, you know, put out a few things. And it's not about making the world's greatest achievement, but it's about, you know, doing our best to make the world a little bit better, even if Mm -hmm. it's in our own tiny microcosmos. And so the fact that I see people like you or other people just, you know, creating communities, spreading kindness, supporting other people. I think uh, also in, yes, I fully agree with your, um, your your unpopular opinion, which I think is very apt right now, where um, everybody should really pay attention to how they act and react to other people. And 
at the same time, you know, we have also seen really the best in humanity come out in, in certain places. And I just really love seeing that. And I want to appreciate it. And I want to shout it out uh, so that we, that we like encourage to have more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, th I think we have more uh, creativeness juice, creative juices flowing that mm. outweigh the negative um, things. Uh, Cause if you look if you look closely, you can find, um, you can find the silver lining on a lot of things. So mm -hmm. I have the saying that you can't come out of this worse than you came into it. So <laughs> if, like, if that's the case, then like avoid me at all costs. I, I want nothing to do with you. Um, but, uh, you know, we're coming towards the end of this podcast and mm -hmm. it's been really insightful to, to meet you, to get to know you, to, um, understand you and you're doing incredible things I feel for your industry. So I so appreciate you being on this podcast, but of course, before I let you let you go, I always like to give my, um, my guests the floor to promote whatever they would like to promote. Um, so do you have anything that you would like to promote? Yeah, so I, again, uh, I love talking about making people visible and becoming a recognized expert. And uh, if anyone else is like me to where, you know, a night, uh, like an evening is hell is in hell would be being put into a networking event where you have to introduce yourself to a bunch of strange people. Um, I have collected my five favorite non-awkward strategies to really get more visibility at work and really promote your work. And uh, yeah, people, it's free to download as it always is. Yeah, I love that. And um, as always for my listeners, I of course put everything into um, the description so that you can go ahead, especially if this is something that resonates with you that you'd like to get more information on, um, you can go ahead and download it through the description. I, I will also give, um, you know, links to connect with Nicole, should you need the coaching and the strategy, or if you just want to connect with her, cause she's a cool person. Cause she definitely is. Um, all of that will be in the description as always. And Nicole, I, I so appreciate you taking, I mean, it's evening for you or, or night where you are. Right. Yeah. I, I so appreciate you taking the time on a Friday to, to speak with me on my podcast. I'm sure my listeners have gained some valuable insight from it. Um, and I hope that you have a, a wonderful weekend and I look forward to chatting soon. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a great chat. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to announce that of merch, it is my 90s fantasy. And I just have to say thank you to my friend, dear, dear friend, Lara, who is the second guest ever of my podcast. We just celebrated one year of the podcast. We now have a lovely website. She helped me help computer. Uh, and uh, so if you want to live your 90s fantasy, we've got mugs, we've got blankets, we've got fanny packs. We're, we're working on a denim jacket. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. So go to please don't kick me slash shop and buy some merch y'all. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use PDKMO to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dashofpep.com. 
lovepep.com and you can enter PDKMO at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.